It's coming. And it tastes so sweet. You'll hop when you eat. Yep. Hold on to your tummy. We got something good. Okay. <laughs> Hi, guys, and welcome to Serial Killer, the podcast where we pair cereal with true crime. Um, today, we're doing one that we're probably going to have to do multiple times um, because there's so many elements to it um and i feel like it's a it's a biggie um kind of like you know if we're doing any of the classics like dom or bundy we're probably gonna have to do them multiple times for different Mm -hmm. things but um today we're talking about the atlanta child murders which are a complicated matter um and so Finding cereals right now is a, a unique <laughs> situation. But, oh, I should introduce ourselves because yeah. we sometimes forget that. Uh, I'm your host, Anastasia Washington, and with me, as always, is... Maria Spertalozzi. Hello. Hello. Um, cereal is difficult to, to, to figure out right now, but I'm still on my Portuguese, my Portugal um, cereals, which is kind of interesting. Um and so I chose Lion cereal. Mm, uh-huh. uh, it's caramel and chocolate. Um, oh, and- like a candy bar. Oh, is that a candy bar? Yeah, it's a Nestle Not America candy bar. <laughs> that makes sense now. Um, so it's Lion cereal because somebody is lying. Oh. Oh. See, I told oh, you it was a rage. I told I you it was a rage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to smell it. it. smells like, it smells like kind of like cocoa pebbles. Um, okay. And they're shaped like little, like little teeth. My mom was like, you should have done this for Tiger King. I was like, it's a lion mother. She's like, well, have yeah. lions, but... That's what she said. <laughs> Still not the same. Still not the same. She's like, fan lions. I was like, we did, we did great. Um, we did um, frosted flakes for it. So there's um, caramel and chocolate in here, and they are shaped like tooth, teeth, teeth. That's um, not, they're not shaped like tooth. Um, let me try the chocolate. The chocolate is delicious. It's like um, like a cocoa um, puff. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's just caramel. I'm always leery about caramel flavoring because I feel like when it's a fake caramel flavoring, it's disgusting. It's like weird because, well, and I feel like making caramel flavor, like it's just sugar. It's just like sugar, yeah. usually butter. Yeah, which is the most delicious combination. Um, right. It doesn't really, the caramel doesn't really taste like anything. I'm going to do a combo of the Super two. Sweet. No, not even super sweet because it's a European cereal. (laughs) It's just fucking nothing. I mean, there's not a ton of flavor in this. Mm. But I'm not mad at it. It's kind of like... Good. (laughs) Like, all right, all right. It kind of like doesn't have that much flavor, but it's fine. Um... The chocolate, obviously, the chocolate pieces are have a stronger 
um, yeah. taste. The caramel doesn't have like a fake caramelly taste, which makes me happy because maybe they didn't try to do like a fake caramel syrup. Maybe they did what caramel is, which is just sugar and butter. Probably because European, I would guess. Yeah. They're a lot better than American. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to say knife up, dry. Oh, look, I just spilled milk all over me. Yay! Um, it's okay. Nobody gets to see me today. Um, except for you. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I already came in here drooling water, and now I have milk all over me. <laughs> um, all right, I'm going to taste it wet. Ew. <laughs> There's no good way to say that. All right. Um... It's like knife on the table. It's not really much flavor. But I'm not hating it. But okay. again, I wouldn't like be like, ooh, lion cereal. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just going to say knife on the table. All around. around just... All around, yeah. Fair enough. I wish there was like a little bit more flavor. But it is turning the milk chocolate, which is always a fun thing. I'd say that's always the best part of chocolate cereals. And it's not getting super mushy. It's like very holding its shape. Still very firm and crunchy, which is nice. Um, because I don't like mushy cereal. Um, no, who does? My dad did. My dad would like soak this cereal and like walk away from it until it got mushy and then come back. Yeah. Thank you. I'm not saying my dad was a cereal killer, but <laughs> maybe I'm not saying he wasn't. I'm not saying he wasn't. I'm just saying he, there, there was psychopathic behavior for sure. <laughs> All right. So knife on the table um, for a lion cereal, which apparently is, and Nestle's candy bar. Yeah. Thanks for clarifying that. Yeah, um, I definitely remember seeing it in the UK. It might be in other parts of Europe. I do not know. Yeah. I was like, this lion cereal, let's try it out. Um, and I don't think any of this is in English, so I'm not. So who cares? Yeah, I'm not going to be able to read any of that. Um, but the murder we're talking about today. Oh, so nice well, on the table all around for the cereal. Um, is the really the yes murders the murders we're going to talk about today are the Atlanta child murders um, but really the Atlanta murders because there's a variety of ages um, yeah they ranged from sh- like definitely child to like teen yeah and I think there was one that was like 20 something but I think so um but we'll get into that right now. Yeah. Um, so during night uh, during 1979 to about 1981, um, 28 children, adolescents, and adults were killed in the Atlanta metropolitan area. Um. So at first, there was not much movement on the murders and or disappearances of these children and many believed it was because they were black children um 
that nobody was like there wasn't really like a police force like nobody was looking for them that that much yeah 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 um so the first on the priority list (laughs) yeah it was low on the priority list even though at the time there's a black mayor um atlanta and stuff like that um which is interesting um so uh in 1979, Edward Hope Smith, also known as Teddy, and Alfred Evans, both 14, disappeared four days apart. Their bodies were found July 28th in a wooded area. Smith was uh, shot with in the upper back, and he is believed to be the first victim of the Atlanta child killer. Um, and so that was in the middle of so July. So in September, another 14-year-old boy... Milton Harvey disappeared on an errand to run uh, when he was running an errand for his um, mother. And he was found. uh, uh, He was never found, but his. Oh, no, he was found. Sorry. (laughs) I'm so sorry. Um, No, yeah, it's flipping it around or some of them weren't. Yeah, he disappeared on an errand um, for his mom his bike was found a week later, and he wasn't found until November. Um, and so there's more of these, you know, than we had a nine-year-old missing in October. Um, Yosef Bell was his name, and he was found ugh, with, like, duct tape over his head, and he was strangled. It was very... The... The... The, the motive... The way that these people were killed was a variety of ways. Um, the first female victim was in March 4th, 1980. Um, she was 12 years old. Her name was Angel Lanier. Um, and she disappeared after, um, like, watching a TV show at her friend's house. And she was found six days later. Um, yeah, hers was kind of sexually she was like found with a, a pair of underwear that wasn't hers stuffed in her mouth then she was strangled and bound i mean there's just a variety of different murders so there's 28 of these murders uh yeah and- yeah the age range is like what's the youngest the youngest i believe is seven yes seven years old um and the oldest is 28 Oof. Um, and eventually they start a tax force because people are angry and they are like, we matter too, which obviously, of course, like they matter and they should. They started a task force um, to find out what happened and they eventually arrest a guy named Wayne Williams. He was 23. Um, when he was arrested and tried, um, and he was only tried for the two adult murders and sentenced to two life sentences. He maintains he's innocent and, um, he was caught because he was driving late at night near one of the dump sites. And he was, he said that he was trying to find a meeting in the morning yeah. yeah, he was supposed to be at the meeting at like 9 a.m. or something, but it was like two or three. Yeah, and then- it was like, oh, I just wanted to check it out and like, yeah, yeah. 
And it was like where they had been kind of dumping bodies, or at least the adult bodies. Like, the thing about this guy, Wayne Williams, he is, there's something up with him. I'm not saying that he <clears throat> 28 people, but he was a guy that had his own studio. He, like, would find young guys and put them in bands and produce their stuff. That yeah. really, well, like he was kind of like, he was known for sort of asking around about younger kids. Cause he was trying to like find talent and yeah, like he was supposed to produce the next Jackson five. Yeah. You know? He was in a way Hollywood skeezy. Yes. Um, and I could totally see him maybe even committing the older crimes, like the the 20-year-old guy crimes. I could totally <laughs> see that. Like, one of the guys that they found, he was in his, like, swimming trunks, and he drowned. And I almost could see, like, that guy and him having a night tryst and then something going wrong and then it just like going from there. Yeah. Um, but I don't know that the thing about it is like the, the, the MOs of these guy, the, 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 the cases are so varied. The ages are so varied. It feels like three different killers to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, definitely doesn't feel like one person. It, it, it could, like, I think it could have been a team for some of them, but then some of them just don't fit at all. Yeah. Like, some of them, I think, like, obviously, like, the guy that drowned in the, like, I feel like he might have drowned. <laughs> like, Yeah, like, that could just have been an unfortunate yeah. accident. Um, where, or it could have been, like, the beginning of a serial killer, you know, like covering it up or something like that. Like, I don't know. Like it could have been like Dahmer's first victim. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. that kind of situation. Like not that it would be Dahmer's, but like somebody's. No, but it's, yeah, but it's through, yeah, through all the years he's maintained that he didn't commit all of these murders. And I think a lot of the mothers in Atlanta too were kind of like, this isn't, justice like yeah well the other thing is a lot of them feel like once they caught this guy they were just like cool we'll just charge him with two and then we'll close everybody else's cases yeah all 26 cases yeah and I don't even if you did think that guy was the guy then like I feel like what the parents are upset about is the fact that you still haven't tried to get justice for them. You just were like, well, we found one dude that probably murdered somebody. Yeah. So we'll just say he probably yeah. killed them. Cause that's just easiest. Yeah. And so I think, um, I watched the HBO, I think it's HBO that has the, um, it's like a four or five part, um, documentary on it mm -hmm. and there are quite a few of the parents that maintain that he's actually innocent and talk to him so like parents of the victims that think that um 
he's not the murderer of their child. Which is, I mean, for you, for, for people to think that it makes me think he probably is not. Yeah. It, yeah. Just everything. And like in season two of Mindhunter, they cover this case um, in a very different way. <laughs> super interesting. Um, but it, and there's also the podcast Atlanta Monster that talks about it. And it very much seems like the, the FBI and the cops and everyone by that point were like just so relieved to have somebody to connect some of it to that they were like, oh my God, we're done. And then. Yeah. Since then, there's just not been enough evidence for anything else to reopen the case. But I think they are reopening some of them. I don't no, know. never mind. No, I'm not sure. Um, but I do, I do know after I watched the documentary on HBO, one of the things I was very like, like that's weird, was how they covered it in Mindhunter. And I know Mindhunter is historical fiction basically um because even the character like the lead guys are they're like they're yeah 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 so it's not exactly what's happening just for whatever but i do think they gave the fbi a lot more credit in mindhunter than (laughs) than actually happened yeah and i was like that's really weird no, it it, for, it seems like the FBI only came in because it was becoming like a big stink almost. Like yeah. it wasn't, yeah, it, they weren't like genuinely like, yeah, we want to help like solve this problem. It was like, okay, this is going to be a PR nightmare if we let this continue much longer. Which, I mean, you kind of got a little bit in Mindhunter, but it was more like he this character went down yeah. in Atlanta and was like champion for, yeah, he, for these exactly. people. There was a lot more of this like empathy that was felt in mind Hunter that I don't think like it was happening in real life. No, definitely not. And I, I do think it was, uh, it's interesting to see it dramatized in such a way and then see the reality of it, which was that these people had to do. And I, I think they did show that the moms were really organizing and doing most of the work. Yeah. They had all of these files and all of the information and, and any evidence that they might've, yeah, been overlooked. Like they really had their shit together. But I think one of the other things that annoyed me after watching the documentary about Mindhunter, um, (laughs) and I love that show. I love, love that show. But I think what annoyed me about the situation was that it just seemed like there was no other option. He did them all. Yes. Yes. That's, that was the biggest chance to me in Mindhunter was that it was presented very much like this, like, well, it was him. And it's just so obvious that it's him. And like, who else could it possibly have been? Yeah. But, But that's not, at no point was that the reality that people like in the case felt. Yeah. And I think they wanted, for sure, they wanted it to be a I mean, people are going to be like, oh, sh- sh- there she goes with the black narrative. But <laughs> I'm sorry. I was raised by a black man. I'm half black. This is my thing. Um, I think they wanted it to be a black guy. Like, I think they wanted to find the creepiest, like, questionable black guy that they could. And um, they did because he's kind of, he, 
he's one of those skeezy dudes that are like in your neighborhood. Like, yeah, you know, like, yeah. And like, like, I've read theories that it could have been him and his father working as some sort of team. And like, maybe that's the case, but I don't know. I still think there's like, it feels very like three people. Like it feels like three different, very, very different types of murder. And it's like, from, and again, we don't, as Mindhunter proves, like, we only started really researching this kind of stuff in the 70s. Right. Um, <clears throat> so we don't have, like, tons and tons of information to go off of. But, like, from what we have learned, usually sexually charged, cr- like, murders like this, like, that's mm-hmm. their consistent MO. And it's right. not something that generally changes. So right, having right. that only be in some of them is just really weird. Yeah, and also, not that they don't... Uh, well, there's only, a, like, one girl, so... Um, well, maybe there's a couple girls, but there's not that many girls. But it was, yeah, it was a lot of the... But that also, made, kind of, I guess, makes sense for the time, because a lot of them were picked up, like, going to and from errands and stuff, where girls probably wouldn't have been... Yeah. And as much freedom to go places like that. That's also like an MO. But like, I think the MO, the difference between a sexually charged crime for like kidnapping and murdering a 28 year old versus a seven year old is so vastly different. Yes. Yeah. That's like that you don't see, like, you'll see serial killers who target the elderly and you'll yeah. see serial killers who just kind of like like I think about a lot of the like angels of death who we've talked about and they're just kind of like whoever is in front of me who's sick is my fucking target right. but like no one is ever just like casually killing children like that's never no and like, especially like, with like the this- really specific like MO yeah and especially with like the sexual elements which like not all of them were actually like sexually assaulted, but there was a sexual element to it, like stuffing panties in your mouth or strangulation. Those are all kind of sexually motivated things. Yeah. Like some of them were naked. Some of them weren't some like all that kind of stuff. So there's like a sexual element to a sexual motivation and like to be like all over the map with it is just so rare. Like it's just so rare. (laughs) Well, like, you look at, like, I think of um, Paula, or no, um, Carla and Paul, and how it was, like, he was, like, no, this is what I like, and this is what I want to do, and, like, everyone was pretty much the same. Yeah. There was, like, maybe one that was, like, an easier... But, yeah, and, like, there there were a few where they, like, didn't murder the girl, but they still, like, drugged her and did a bunch of weird sex stuff. Mm -hmm. Um... But it still was kind of, like, encompassed in the same MO. Like, the same, like, sexually motivated and school-age, school fantasy, kind of. Yeah, and then this is just a bunch of, like, boys, some girls from mostly, like, 11 to, like, 14 age. Yeah. And it, I don't know. It just seems, like, all over the place to me. Like, I I just think that, like, the 20-year-olds, like, and even looking at the pictures, like, I'm like, oh, maybe they look, like, really, really young 20-year-olds. They do do look young, but they don't look like they're not in their 20s. You know, it's not like these, like, 
they're like 20 year olds that look like they're 15, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They still look like they are mostly adults. <sighs> yeah. I think they didn't do as much because they just wanted to close this up and stop all the, you know, publicity and, yeah, and I, stuff. I, would say, I think they, yeah, they wanted to get the media out of town and just get things like back to normal. And I, I think, I think that the killings ended not because he like went to jail, but because it just ne- then became such a like much more tense situation, I would guess. And like, mm-hmm. I don't, I didn't, not grow up in you know the 80s in Atlanta so I have no idea what it was actually like but it doesn't seem like it was a very like happy wonderful place after this you know everyone wasn't like trusting their neighbor left right and center yeah I mean as you can't I mean I think that was a big thing in the 80s in general though that it was like the time of from like Leave you, you know, come over, borrow a cup of sugar, drop in on your friends to like, who is this person? Stranger danger. Yeah, I mean, it was it was like society was growing up out of this like super uber trusting thing to realizing that there was monsters out there and that monsters could get your kids or you or this. It was just like the yeah. age of innocence like was over. Um, and I think that that could be part of the reason why they stopped. Also, I think it could, uh, I don't know if it did. Like, that's my other thing is I, like, we just have no way to know. Cause no, everyone stopped tracking number. Like there's no yeah. data. There's no like information. Cause everyone was like, well, we got the guy. So who cares? Like yeah. if this death comes in, that might fit this MO. It's I'd be curious just to see if there was any like if maybe one one age group stopped and one age group kind of continued on like I would be curious I'd be curious um but I mean I don't know like I I'm not sure that that guy is completely innocent of everything I don't know again um it's hard because it's it's such a vast like and it's they did, yeah, they really didn't try 26 of these cases. Mm-mm. And so I don't know way a lot of other, I don't think they looked at a lot of other people either. Like, that's the thing. Uh, yeah, it didn't seem like they brought in a ton of people for questioning. I mean, obviously he was doing something skeezy that night. I don't know what he was doing. Honestly, Part of me thinks he was being skeezy to get a scoop because he was a um, a journalist. To he was like a photographer, getting the like crime scene photos and selling them and stuff like that. That was one of his gigs as well. Mm-hmm. So part of me thinks that he knew that there was a uh, something going on something going on um like there was like a stakeout or something and he was just like kind of going around trying to get photos of whatever was going to happen and he would not say that (laughs) like yeah no and especially 
again, in the 80s in Atlanta, I feel like a black man's not going to offer up a ton of details to the cops either which way. Yeah, like I even, I probably not now, but you know, um, so I don't know, like I think that definitely he was doing that kind of stuff, like that was part of his job. One of the things that paid his bills was was going to crime scenes and 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 getting pictures of like, you know, stuff. So that seems probable to me. It also seems probable to me that he might have done a couple of the crimes. Yeah. It like there's just so many options and there's no it's so heartbreaking that there's no way to go back and like test any of this DNA or any sort of evidence or anything. Because they just, no one thought, no one, the technology wasn't there, and the forethought wasn't there. (laughs) Yeah, that's the thing, like, a lot of these cases that you watch in true crime, the technology wasn't there, but they had the fortitude, or they had the um, forethought to be like, okay, well, maybe one day this will be helpful, and, like, save it. Mm -hmm. But I I do think there was some racial boundary that they didn't care as much. They didn't put that much information, like, and, and it's sad because I think a lot of the administration was black at the time. Um, so that's a whole thing that we could totally talk about. That's a whole nother thing. Um, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I, uh, this is one of those cases that we can talk about for like ever and there's still so many questions and hopefully, um, we'll have an expert on soon to talk to us about it because I have so many questions, but I do think that there's some really good resources out there. You can watch the HBO, um, special, which I think is like three, it's like four or five episodes. So it's like, you know, um, pretty comprehensive, but obviously not comprehensive enough. Um, then there's also the Atlanta monster podcast that you were speaking of. And I would not take mine Hunter as your source. Um, uh, probably of any serial yeah. killer. Yeah. Maybe Ed Kemper. I mean, they do a pretty... pretty, But yeah, because they lift a lot of that directly from interviews and stuff with him. He's a unique guy, so we'll we'll definitely have to get into good old Eddie. Oh, yeah. Um, But yeah, knife down uh, (laughs) for um, uh, racism. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Knife down for neglect. Uh, knife down for semi-solving murders. <laughs> yeah, knife down for calling it a day on solving murders. Yeah, um, knife on the table for the cereal. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm curious to try the, the chocolate bar now, um, to see if... You know, like if it's oh, the chocolate bar, I, it, I think is very good. <laughs> well, I'm excited. I want to try it now because um, I was like, "Why is this a cereal called Lion? Uh, <laughs> what does this have to do with Lion? I don't understand." But it does look like little teeth, which is that's kind of horrific. <laughs> I think that's a like cute design move. <laughs> it is a cute design move, but it's also like you're eating a bowl of teeth. Yeah. <laughs> weird but I yeah okay I'm with you 
Well, listen, I'm in for it, but I'm also demented. So, like, fair enough. You know, I used to eat apricots when I was a kid, like the dried ones, and be like, I'm eating ears. That's stupid. <laughs> That's hilarious. But I did it. I love that. Oh, my God. Um, so, knife down from my cannibalistic t- tendencies of apricot ear eating. <laughs> Knife up for the shape of lion because that is very creative. It's uh, very creative. Knife up for documentaries. Yes. And what else do you have to do right now? Just watch all the true crime documentaries. <laughs> there are so many. There's so many. And we'll keep reporting on them here as well as I think we'll do another book club soon. That would be yeah. super fun. Super cool. Um, and hopefully our WonderCon um panel will be out i don't know when um but uh keep uh, watching our socials which are at pod serial killer on all social networks you can also email us pod serial killer at gmail.com uh please rate us and subscribe and um you can find me at anastasia w on twitter at anastasia wash on instagram and anastasia tv on youtube you can find us both on one more drink which is at one more drink podcast on social networks in some format like that you can also find that on all of your favorite apps and subscribe and rate that as well and you can find maria at maria long name on twitter yay, yay. yay. yeah that's, that's our episode. Bye. Bye.